This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. This is a HeadGum Podcast. All right, Cheryl. Hey, hey, take hey. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, we are um, doing something very special. Yeah, it's I a, it's to a spill new. The beans. <laughs> it's a new, uh, different kind of episode today, which is very exciting. It's exceptionally good, not because we're so good and hilarious, yeah. but our wonderful Mister Thomas, the producer, yes, cut together a greatest hits, best of. Volume one of our stupid show. Yes. So if you don't know, you're going to know, but you're going to hear like moments like how did snark bowls come about? <laughs> and if this is your first time listening, what is a snark bowl? Yeah, you're going to find out. Yeah. But Thomas is going to walk you through it. He's so great. He did such a great job with it. And he'll tell you what episode it was from. And then he narrates and sets everything oh up. I don't know he, how he did he it. He really did such a great job. Yeah. This is like highlights of, of our lowlights. <laughs> and you know what is crazy? Is there's still so many other great moments from the show that couldn't go in. I know. There wasn't enough room. There wasn't enough room. We'll do another one. But by the way, yeah. you know, we put out there on social media, what do you guys want to hear on uh-huh. the best of? And boy, did they respond. Our little Hundreds snorkels. and hundreds and hundreds yeah. of uh, replies. And so many of those uh, requests got into the show. Yeah. And that's what's so fun to think of. The next round, volume two. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, I listened to it and I was truly laughing so hard. I was laughing so hard. I didn't even remember <laughs> most of the stuff. I, I didn't Or it's either. not how I remembered it. Shakers, please hold. I know. And it's such, if you're familiar with the show, it's such a fun trip down memory lane. And if you've never listened to the show, and I know we have a lot of new listeners yeah. um, over the past month or two, and this is a really great little bite, little platter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of, uh, hors d'oeuvres of Take yeah. a Cheryl True Story. There's days where I'm like, what is this show? What are we doing? <laughs> And then when I heard that um, best of, I was like, oh, this is yeah. this, is this captures this it. Is, this captures yeah, this it. Is, this captures it. Uh, and also in some exciting news, the show has joined the HeadGum Podcast Network. And uh, nothing's going to change about the show. Uh, it's just making 
this able to continue it's still going to be a free show yeah don't panic it's still going to be ridiculous no it's the same cheryl's still going to be on the show every week (laughs) all right should we just should we get to it yeah let's get to it okay ladies and jerks welcome to the best of true story tig and cheryl volume one it all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True Story. Hey, True Story listeners. My name is Thomas Ouellette. You may have heard Cheryl successfully pronounce my name in the credits of the show. Spoiler alert, it wasn't in the first take, or the second. I have the privilege of producing and editing the podcast, and it's honestly the best job in the world. My microphone is typically muted during our recording sessions, but trust me, I'm laughing very hard in the background right along with all of you. One of my favorite things about True Story is hearing from the listeners of the show, who we call Snurkbulls. Am I a Snurkbull? You bet your sweet ass I am. If you want to know why you're called Snurkbulls, keep listening to this episode. Anyway, when we decided to make this Best of Tig and Cheryl True Story episode, we asked for the Snurkbulls' help in suggesting your favorite moments, and you came through big time. We received over 600 comments and emails. There's no possible way we could have included all your suggestions, but it was so fun to go through them all. So while this episode is by no means complete, Tig, Cheryl, and I really hope you enjoy it, and maybe it'll inspire you to go back and listen to the nearly 100 episodes of the show that Tig and Cheryl have recorded so far. So let's get started. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you may have heard Tig and Cheryl talk about making national headlines, as in, I find you very attractive. Would you like to make national headlines? The origins of the euphemism come from our Some Kind of Heaven episode, an excellent documentary about the largest retirement community in the world, located in, where else, Florida. And by the way, there is one incident where a woman had sex in the town square. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to say with like an instructor, like a tennis instructor, I could be getting this wrong, but... I feel pretty confident about it because uh, I've done, listen, like I said, I've been there. I've seen this place. Okay, but how'd you hear about the woman having sex in the town square? Because I I Googled it. Oh, you Googled it. Yeah, because my stepfather, Uh you know, keeps telling me how dangerous of a place it is. Like, can you believe that this woman had sex in the town square? Danger alert. (laughs) Yeah, so I am fascinated with the villages. Tell me that doesn't sound like a fun time. I mean, oh, there it is. Oh, there she is. Yeah, she was uh, a little more than Peggy. five years ago. A yeah, and couple. she was 20 years older than him. And they made national headlines because they were caught having sex. Oh, I thought villages. that's what your code was for sex national headlines. They made national headlines. National headlines. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I w- I'm going to start using it, though. Yeah. Bobby, do you want to go make national headlines? <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. 
It sounds so <laughs> Oh my gosh, I walked up and these people were making national headlines <laughs> in their in the bed of their truck. National headlines. Making national headlines is never risk-free, and Tig and Cheryl discussed possible consequences in their episode on The Inventor, a 2019 documentary about the Silicon Valley startup Theranos and its Steve Jobsian founder, Elizabeth Holmes. The company's goal was to diagnose hundreds of conditions with a single blood test, but its machines never really worked, and one of the only Theranos-created tests to ever be approved was for a certain sexually transmitted disease. Oh, can I tell you? Sure. There's a point in this documentary when um, people are starting to worry. They're hearing things. Things are starting to come apart a little bit. And then the FDA approves Theranos to test for herpes. And it was a celebration like Mardi Gras in that building. And how does the FDA approve that? Yeah, that's I mean, good... seriously. And why only herpes? Where they're like, okay, we'll give you herpes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about the other 199 ailments that... Yeah. Uh, but we have all the faith in the world that we can detect a bubble on your lip. <laughs> That what By the way, also awkward when these people are taking a tour of the factory and they test herpes. positive for herpes. 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 <laughs> like, Just that you get the herpes stamp. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's nothing about this seems relaxing or I mean, I would be terrified. It's basically the herpes tour, right? You come out the other end and you find out if you have herpes. Because that's all they're approved to. to do I have herpes? Like, yes. <laughs> yes, you, you want do. a cappuccino? <laughs> oh my god! People with blisters on their lips come through <laughs> and find out they do, in fact, have herpes. Yeah. Now it's a hundred percent sure they know. But could they actually detect herpes or not? I, I'm confused. I have no idea. That's a good question. Thank you. I don't know that they answer that. That makes me not trust the FDA. And this is a time when we need to have faith in the FDA. Yeah. Not that there's a time when we can be real loosey-goosey with the FDA. But yeah, it's we're, we're in crunch time. But the thing is, is that they were sending the blood off to get it checked by these commercially mm-hmm. sold machines. Herpes machines. So, <laughs> maybe they're... Herpes uh, <laughs> diagnoses were always right on. How for people hilarious. Like, oh, yeah, that's what I thought. How like, nobody- hilarious that this woman <laughs> gathered Henry Kissinger and all these people, all these old men with billions of dollars and so much experience and her fax machine just tells you if you have herpes or not. But that's what this is all. At Walgreens. At Wal- like how? That's where you find out. It's like everything about it. It's a not. It's a nine billion dollar company. Machine. At Walgreens, it's just like I mean. So, so the wheels are coming off. You have herpes. I like they announce it next in this store. You have herpes. <laughs> Um, but listen, seriously, 
Okay. Uh, dur- all, during all of this time, John <laughs> Carey Rue <laughs> from the Wall Street Journal, he starts an investigation. Uh-huh. And he... he <laughs> And he learns that the majority of the blood tests are being done commercially. Uh, oh my god! And I can't get over a nine billion dollar herpes machine. It's been a very public way that she had a TED talk about the whole operation, everything that was put behind this. I can't, I'm sorry, I don't know why I can't move on from it all boiling down to a $9 billion herpes 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 detector. Herpes detector. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but like I said, in this documentary, I just love the celebration that went on when they got... Uh, approved for herpes okay listen so so this guy starts doing this investigation okay i'm probably gonna have to sit out for the rest of the show (laughs) take take a knee um and he starts i think and i don't have herpes but i feel like Mm -hmm. you know you have herpes when your crotch is burning right or you have a bubble on your lip or something uh, well, I'm sure that people would go get tested if they felt like there might be an irregularity right. somewhere. I'm just saying it probably doesn't need a $9 billion herpes detector. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you have a symptom, yes. let's just yes. let's just say you probably yeah, you have you probably it. have herpes. You're going to be okay. But you don't need to go to Walgreens and have it announced. In I guess IOMI. I'm just thinking also if I started this company and this machine and I was, <laughs> it all boiled down to herpes <laughs> I just think of how embarrassing that would be after doing TED Talks and flying all around the world and having political allies people invested in you people are so invested in everything you're doing <laughs> just detecting herpes listen they were thrilled to get that approval uh, look i'm thrilled they got the approval look at me I, i've never I mean, been so happy i think that's the hardest i've laughed in my life that really got uh. you tig and cheryl often talk about how there's no way to know but during their a secret love episode a documentary about two elderly gay women who kept their relationship hidden for decades, Cheryl had a realization about her own grandmother that showed that while there's no way to know, there may have been some pretty obvious clues along the way. And by the way, they met playing ice hockey. (laughs) I mean, how many women play ice hockey nowadays? I don't know. (laughs) Much less... Back then? Back then. Can't you just assume your entire team is a dating app available to you? I mean, talk about swiping left and right on the ice, okay? It is. I mean, that's one of the funniest parts of this documentary was just the idea that nobody knew. I mean, it starts out where they were like, well, we're finally going to come out to our family. And they'd been together. They'd been together for what, 45 years? years. <laughs> Truly, 65 years. I mean, 
Come on. Did their family, they'd been living together, loving each other for 65 years in their family. Okay, but let's... Yes, okay. Their relationship predated most of these people and their family by like 50 years. So I highly doubt their romance was totally hot and heavy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just... Well, they, they would tell people that they were cousins. Kissing cousins. Well, Well, and you know, a lot of people refer to each other as uh, travel companions back then. Ah, well, yeah. I mean, I remember one of my grandmothers, you know, she had a woman living. (laughs) Your grandmother was a lesbian? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that she had a roommate. They didn't stay in the same room, but it was like. Well, people can walk into the next room, Cheryl. (laughs) So your le- your grandmother was gay. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying I nobody ever was. questioned. Oh, is grandma gay? Because she's got a a companion in the other room. It was just like, oh, if you tell us, yeah, that's. But wait, what- Cheryl, I'm asking you straight uh, up. Well, now I'm putting two and two together. I never thought of it till this moment. <laughs> And then a second ago, you were just saying, oh, come on. And the family didn't know. (laughs) And now you're describing the exact situation in your own family? They weren't together for that long. Well, relationships don't always last 72 years. That's true. Segwaying from a secret love to a highly publicized love, in our episode on The Housewife and the Hustler, Tig and Cheryl discussed how real housewife of Beverly Hills, Erica Jane, met her ex-husband, disgraced high-powered attorney Tom Girardi, at a New Jersey dance club with a memorable name. Did you think she was a go-go dancer or a stripper or, a, or I mean, both? In a club named Shakers? I mean, I think that she... I mean, the Probably other lady in the thing said... Was not a ballerina. <laughs> That's... My gut is telling me Most she was Most ballerinas not... do not dance at a place called Shakers. <laughs> what would Shakers do if I showed up to interview? Oh, well, you should totally do that. Wear like a body cam and just be... Just say, hey, I would like to apply for the job. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. I'd love to shake these um, <laughs> scars. <laughs> what do you think guys um it would be interesting though right it would is be it little... okay if i keep this haircut and my readers on my cvs readers and i shake my mastectomy scars like there's no tomorrow oh my god hey girl hey hey we should open a, a dance club called hey girl hey oh my god tig i would love that so much would you really? Yeah, if no, you and I, really I had would. to go in for the day-to-day grind of running a strip club. Oh, is it a strip club? What else? Are oh, you I thought do it was just a dance girl, club. Hey. Because there's no place for like middle-aged women to go dancing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I gotta, and I gotta and get in this market. <laughs> and that's and that's what we're gonna put on the sign: shakers. <laughs> there's no place to go for middle-aged women to go dancing, and we're gonna put the word "go" in twice. <laughs> <laughs> I there's think no place something. to go for middle-aged women to go dancing <laughs> so it is, catchy it is very catchy 
And you can shake your mastectomy scars, yeah. or you can strip, or yes. you can just boogie with your friends. Yeah. I mean, and you can bring whatever. You, give, you can bring guys, but guys can come too. It's not just ladies. We're very, it's very fluid. Shakers, can you hold? <laughs> yes, We're we both. have a buffet. <laughs> yes, can you hold? And then we don't have a buffet. And people show up and, and they're mad. They're like, they said that there's a buffet. Who said you have, we don't have a buffet? This is Shakers. Tig, quit answering it's the middle phone. Aged, it's middle-aged women with mastectomy scars. <laughs> Shakers, can you hold, please? Shakers, Shakers can you hold? <laughs> Maybe we'll have to call it movers and shakers. Um, or shake that thing. How about shake it, don't break it? That's, Careful, you're going to break it. Nope. I Those love are all that. Too I, long. I love uh, it when somebody's really getting down to like act really concerned, like they're going to break gonna, it. Gonna, Careful, you're going to break it. You're going to break it. Don't yeah. shake it like that. Ooh, we could call it don't shake it like that. These are Don't too- shake it like that. Can you hold, please? <laughs> I love the idea that our our, our uh, dance club is so busy that we have to constantly be putting people on hold. I like that. Don't you shake and it like I that. Are... Can you hold, please? Don't shake it like that. Can you hold, please? You and I are oh, the only God. Don't there. shake it like that. We're the only people there to answer the phone during the day. <laughs> um... People, and it's me and you with the phones lighting up. It has literally those buttons that you have to press. And people are calling all day what are they calling to find out uh when do we open and is there a buffet (laughs) (laughs) so people find out it's the same person (laughs) yeah because why can't they just look online and look at our our hours on (laughs) and that's what we say every time (laughs) we like just google it we don't have time time to talk to you phone we're like uh all the information's (laughs) online can you all and we decide to go in during the day to answer the phone rather than not answer our phone during the day and leave a message that says, if you want to find out more about Shakers or Shake It, Don't Break It, um, you can go to our website. But yeah. no, we're there. We're and there. we're answering phones like crazy. Hi, do you have a, do do you have a buffet? No, we don't. But I- do do you do you take bachelorette parties? Yes, of course. Of hold course, please, hold it's shakers. Hold please. Shakers, there's no place to go for middle-aged women to go dancing. Please hold. We need to take a break, but here's a little music from Tig and Cheryl to carry us away, courtesy of our listening to Kenny G episode. One, two, three. <laughs> Oh, maybe we're doing different songs. Oh, I think I'm doing the same song. I think it's just in a different tempo and a different key. You know what? Let's give everyone a break and we will be back and see if we can iron this out. Mm Mm-hmm. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. 
Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. If you're a first-time listener, Tig has asked me to apologize on her behalf. And I will apologize for this very crude clip from the Netflix documentary, Our Father, where our hosts got very sidetracked discussing methods of transporting semen samples. Part of the story is I don't know that much about fertility and sperm uh, life. Oh, okay. (laughs) But one of the women in it that was Dr. Klein's assistant said, oh, you know, you have to keep the sperm warm at body temperature after they make the donation. So she would put the little vial between her, her breasts and her bra yeah. Which, by the way, I was thinking, is that a medical way to carry on? <laughs> if somebody gives you a little vial of their sperm and you're like, got it, and you stick it between your breasts? <laughs> I mean, did I learn that in in medical school? Um, I mean, it makes sense. I guess it's a way to keep it. Yeah. I mean, why not use your ass crack? Oh my God! <laughs> Use your ass crack. Okay, I'm just gonna stick it here while I walk around to keep it keep it body temperature. Or if you're just like, where would you prefer I keep this in my boobs <laughs> or in my ass? Choices. Yeah, <laughs> these are your choices. I guess it's for a man. It would be in the ass. No choice. Crack. Ass crack. Yeah. Imagine watching your male nurse. Yeah. Take your sperm sample. Mm-hmm. And put it right in his ass crack. And He's say, like, sorry, we have to keep it warm. <laughs> I'll be right back with that. That was, a, that, that was a red flag for me when I was like, huh, that yeah. seems, yeah, that can't be normal. No. That can't be normal. It can't be. <laughs> it can't be the way people can't be do. printed up in a, in a textbook. And then I will transport your sperm between my breasts. From one building to another. That can't be held. No. 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 But that's how they did it at Dr. Klein's office. And they did everything a little differently. A little. That's what the sign when you walk in is we we do everything a little differently around here. Don't ask questions, just roll with it. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing is Dr. Klein was very religious. Mm-hmm. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, that also goes to, you know, in this documentary, they're trying to figure out, like, why did he do it? Mm-hmm. Was it because he was so religious and he wanted to spread his seed? seed? Gross. Yeah. Or was he a very driven doctor who wanted to make a splash? Gross. But I said it. Um, in the scene of infidelity. In- mm-hmm. for- no, infertility. <laughs> It doesn't matter on this show. It doesn't. I could say we're talking about keeping people. sperm warm in between your boobs. Ass crack. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Ass crack. <laughs> Ass crack. 
Ashquank. God. <laughs> we are so immature. From ladies and jerks to should we do this again, true story definitely has its share of catchphrases. There's no way to know which one is our listener's favorite, but make room for mama has to be up there. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid to wait, sorry, wrong script. It all started when Tig and Cheryl were discussing The Imposter, a doc about a French con artist who fools a Texas family into believing he is their missing son. The joke is over. All of the family members come to meet him, and they were all sold. <laughs> sold. Yep, there he is. No questions asked. Sunglasses, grown His man, mom. hat down, beard. There's our His little mom. boy. His mom. Knew I mean, right away. That was her boy. That's her flesh and blood. Were you shocked? Of course I was shocked. How was that possible? It was a great, it was a handful of people. And, you know, I don't mean to project onto strangers what I would do or my family would do. Right. But the casualness. Very casual. Of your loved one returning after three years. And they even said, you know, I didn't want to make him uncomfortable or scare right. him. So I, right. I just, uh, it's like, right. I'm sorry, but I would spook the hell mm. out of my child and grab them. And I'll, and I thought we will deal with this trauma later if yeah. I'm the, this be can't like be the biggest hug. problem. Right. Yeah. This cannot be the biggest issue he's gone through in the past three years. So here's, here's mama coming at you. <laughs> That's what I would do. Is that what you would say to your son? Yeah, if I had Here's mama coming three... at you. Here comes mama. Oh, oh mm-hmm. But it also goes to... Make room for mama. Oh, That's my geez. new sitcom. <laughs> no, you, Make... have, you have so many shows out right now. Do I? Oh, this is a sitcom. Well, I guess just specials. Uh, well, hey, girl. Oh, no. right. Talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. And here comes mama. Make room yep. for mama. <laughs> No, that was a sitcom. Make Room for Mama? Make Room for Mama. I think it was. I didn't watch that. You had the money to watch Make Room for Mama, <laughs> but you couldn't afford Fonzie? Well, Make Room for Mama was like in the late 80s or something. That I think. wasn't a no. show? Make Room for Mama? You were the only viewer. In my mind, similar to our sitcom we were on in the motherhood. (laughs) There's got to be something that was similar to it. Then, like, here comes Mama. That's what you said. That's the name of your show. No, make room for Mama. Make room for Mama. Coming in for a hug. Make room for Mama. Oh Jesus. Staying on the theme of mamas, during a recording for the best-in-show-style documentary Chicken People, Tig was staying at her family friend Mima's house in Ohio during her Hello Again tour, tickets available at tignotaro.com, when Mima, known for her grammatical acumen, was summoned onto the podcast to provide the past tense of blow-dry, and then was dismissed with yet another memorable phrase that has entered the true story lexicon. Okay, Mima's on a phone call, but she's going to come in. Um, oh, my gosh. When she's done. Yeah, Papa's going to send her in. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait to... How... But wait. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to respectfully dismiss her? Respectfully dis... Oh, tell her to scram? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, can just be like, all right, scram clown. In fact, watch. I'll do it. Uh, okay. 
Because I don't want to hurt her feelings, and I also no, no, no. think that she probably wouldn't enjoy this. You think podcast. I'm going to be close with a a really hypersensitive eighty year old? <laughs> no, I'm I'm telling you, mark my words. I'll say, all right, now scram clown, and then scram she'll leave, clown. and she she gets it. Yeah, she gets it. I don't know that my mom mm-hmm. would know what scram clown means. I don't know if Mima knows what scram clown is, yeah. but she'll she'll skedaddle. You'll see. Yeah. Okay. Here she is. Here I am. Here she is. And this is Cheryl Hines. She's from hey, Curb Cheryl. Your Enthusiasm. Hi. Okay. Okay. Can I put this in your ear? Oh, I got something in my ear. Oh, yeah. She has hearing aids. Okay. Yeah. You can just hold it up there. That. Can you okay. hear? So, okay, Cheryl. Oh, you're Are you on my th- Can you hear me? Um, yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Thank you. Okay, okay, perfect. Okay, so I we were just, something came up in the podcast where we didn't know the correct grammar. And I said, oh, oh Mima knows the correct grammar. Oh, okay. 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 So, Cheryl, what is it? Uh, okay. So we're talking about this chicken competition. And in the chicken competition, a lot of the owners of the chicken will blow dry the feathers. So the question is, what is the past tense of blow dry? Bloon. That's what we've been saying. (laughs) Bloon. Bloon dry? Hold on, hold on. Wait, let's think about it. I have blown. It's blown. Blown dried? I Blown dry. I had blown dry my hair. I had blown hmm. dry. See the problem. I see the problem. Yeah. It's it's. You a, had to have come across this issue over the years. I have blown in your dry. Hmm. 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 Okay. We well, I think I've on. got something on the stove. I need. <laughs> you don't know the you, answer. No, but if you were on Jeopardy, if you were on Jeopardy and you had to come up with an answer, you would say... First, I have to bong that I... I Yes, bong. Okay, bong. I have blown dry the chicken. That's what I would say. You know what? That's what I thought, too. If she said it Well, you know what? We need to go out for coffee, Cheryl. I would love that. You and I. I'm on my way over. Oh, you and I. You and I. No, you... Oh, my God. No, you and I. I go to coffee. You go to coffee. I go to coffee. All God's children go to coffee. Coffee. That's what we always say. You and I. You and I always say that. Okay. All right. Scram clown. Okay. Oh, this has been delightful. Delightful. I hope to see you you. soon. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. Tig and Cheryl have told more than their fair share of embarrassing stories on the podcast. From Cheryl getting airhorned after coming dead last in a 5K to Tig being scolded by Felicity Huffman, there are a lot to choose from. But a high point of all the low points has to be Cheryl's story about auditioning for a role in a film in the Scary Movie franchise from our episode, White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. Did I ever tell you about the terrible, terrible audition I had for, um, I think it was for (laughs) Damon Wayans? Did he, I don't know. Was he remember? Okay, stop me if you've heard this. But nope. it was for scary, one of the scary movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a spoof of a scary movie. And sure. the whole audition. <laughs> and, and at this point in my career, I was already on Curb Your Enthusiasm. So, you know, people, some people knew who I was. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like I just was. So the audition was, uh, I was playing the role of the, the girl who's possessed mother. Mm-hmm. And so sort of a takeoff of, um, uh, oh, what's the scary movie where the, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, 
Oh, that one? You know, what's one of the Every single scary movie. No, like the first scary movie where everybody flipped out because the girl was possessed. Thomas. It's not the first scary movie. come on. No, even before that. No. Oh, my God. This is awful. Yes, thank you. So it was, it was like a it was a it was like a spoof of The Exorcist. So I was I was playing the mom, and then the priest comes in to check on the kid, and I take the priest's hat and I'm hanging it up, and I catch myself in the mirror holding the holding the hat, and I start doing a Michael Jackson impersonation, and that was the whole audition. And so wait, they asked you to do that? Yes, that was yes. No, I knew that's what I was going to be doing. Okay. So uh, I walk in, and it's like a big room, and Uh, I think it was Damon. I think he was directing. Who cares? It It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's in the corner by himself, like, not making eye contact with anybody, not even looking at anybody. Mm -hmm. And then there's, like, the um, casting director set up in the middle of this room with a camera, Mm-hmm. And that was it in this giant room. And and she was like, okay, you know, whenever you're ready. And I said, oh, uh, do you have a hat? And she goes, no. And I was like, <laughs> and I could just feel like the heat, like you're talking about flop sweat. I could feel it coming. I just, my whole body starts getting hot because I'm like, I have two choices. Either just turn around and walk out now because it's not going to – nothing good is going to happen in this moment right, in time. Right, But I didn't. I mimed like I had a hat. <laughs> and, then I, and didn't get the part. And then I acted like I saw myself in a pretend mirror and went, ee-hee. And then, <laughs> and then Moon walked. Right out of there. <laughs> Locked, holding on to my imaginary hat. <laughs> and I'm telling you, there was not one uh, peep in the room. <laughs> there was not one. There was not, there was not a smile. There was not a laugh. It was just like, oh, no, that's the lady from Curve. <laughs> Just said ee and moonwalked. <laughs> uh, what would only the only thing that would make that story better is if you <laughs> misunderstood them and they hadn't asked you to do that. Uh, but you know what? <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's terrifying is there's that tape has to be out there somewhere. I mean, I'm sure nobody's like sitting. The Wayans brothers are not sitting around watching my audition tape of, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, apparently they cut the role altogether. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's hard being an actor. Uh, that's all I'm uh, saying is, yeah. Uh, where were it's we? It's tough stuff. It's. <laughs> I mean, it's not digging <laughs> ditches. It's not digging ditches, but it does make you sweaty. But what if you um, were moonwalking and they opened the door to the office and <laughs> insinuating, just, just keep, keep on, on going. <laughs> keep moonwalking on out. <laughs> and then what What was the walk to your car oh, and driving off I like? Dig. It was... It was 
was like, oh, I need to rethink some things. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, like I, I really, I remember getting in my car and thinking, I shouldn't be this sweaty after an audition. That's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. Like, you are not in the right place doing the right thing. You're walking off like swamp monster, just dripping in sweat. And I love Damon Wayans. That's the mm-hmm. other thing. Like, I I felt like, oh, we are going to be kindred spirits, and I can't mm-hmm. wait to meet him and have a few laughs. Isn't was, that funny yeah. how people think that? And then you meet someone. And he's like in the corner, like... Just do the thing and, yeah, moonwalk out of here. <laughs> moonwalk on out of here. Of course we're cutting this role. We just haven't gotten the official word yet, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, it hurts. It's time to give you, Snurkbulls, another break from listening to this podcast. Here's Cheryl singing a duet with none other than Brandy Carlisle to take us out. This is from our Man on Wire episode. Either way, I lose you in these silent days. It wasn't right, but it was right on time. Don't look down, I can feel it from Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. And we're back. This is the time in the show where I have to say, Aiden and Brandy, stop your vacuums. You're going to want to hear this next clip from Tig and Cheryl's March of the Penguins episode all about penguin penises. I will say they were, they're very sweet at lovemaking. I mean, we never actually saw penetration, but it was very sweet, the, the sort of mating sequence, you know, head to head. They would like rub heads together and you know what I mean? Didn't they seem like they were really in love? <laughs> what if they did show penetration? <laughs> well, I kept thinking, where is a penguin's penis? And how does this even happen? 
Were you thinking that ever? Where are there? Where are their reproductive? <laughs> I know it just looks like they're huddling together to keep warm and like rubbing the tops of their heads. Yeah, they just look like they're in love. But something's. Thomas, are you looking up um, peng penguin genitalia? Penguin penises. <laughs> penguin penises. <laughs> what does it I say? Mean, they must be long to reach out from under that belly flap <laughs> and across the ice <laughs> across the claws and the ice through the claws the through four <laughs> pairs of claws where i mean what is this what does this penis look like i should have googled this beforehand wait thomas is saying to this day nobody has uploaded the picture of a penguin penis <laughs> so we don't know all what of our listeners like. You can be the first right now. Yes. Go online and upload a picture of yes. a penguin penis if you have one. Not if you to... have a penguin penis, but if you have the <laughs> picture. Well, if you do have a penguin penis. We'd also like to see that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's pretty uh, mysterious, isn't it? Yeah. Where is that thing and where does it go? We should have gone to a break right then. <laughs> I should have really looked into this. Where is that thing and where does it go? We'll be right back after these <laughs> messages. Um, Can I just say real quick, you know what I cannot stand? Speaking of transferring an egg to the man, I cannot stand when men, or anyone for that matter, whatever your gender is or your non-gender is, okay. if you have a child... And you yeah. are watching your child. Yes. And your other partner is not around. Whether yes. you're married, dating, or divorced or separated. When you are watching your child, do not call it babysitting. You are oh, watching, watching your own child. Your child. Yeah, you don't get extra credit for that. Yeah, you're no not. No one's paying you. No, it's it, like, that's your job. I cannot stand when people are like, yeah, my wife's well, gone, so I have tonight. to babysit my kids tonight. It's like, no. Yeah. Those are your children. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, I would yeah. never, and Stephanie would never say, well, okay, well, I'm babysit. going out, but you have to babysit. That is true. And uh, I that's... hate to be sexist, but I feel like men typically say that. Men will... Men are the ones that typically say, and then I, I was stuck home babysitting. Ooh. I don't like it, and I say, stop it. Yeah. Stop, stop it. it. When when Dr somebody transfers the egg to you, that's your Take egg. It. That is your also your egg. That is your egg. Yeah. And these guys don't complain. No. They scoop it in their belly Flap. hole. <laughs> they scoop it in their flap. Think about the first time that that happened, <laughs> where they clearly were stuck on Antarctica yes. and did not know how gender roles worked. Uh huh. You know, <laughs> and and it probably was born out of this hardworking mom yeah. and a lazy spouse. Yeah, that was like. Well, somebody's got to feed this family. <laughs> and she's like, here, lift up your belly flap and just let me at least put our baby underneath there and I'll go find some flap. food. 
in your put in your belly hole and I'll go find some food. <laughs> and he's like, I'm I was fine. wondering why. I mean, why the female had to do it. But why not the female? Let's not be sexist here like I just was. I know, but I felt like she just worked so hard, you know, giving birth. Is it called giving birth to an egg? I don't know. He's working hard hiding his penguin penis. <laughs> where? That's where <laughs> what be, he's been doing. Gotta, he's like. Thing must be so long and skinny. <laughs> I think. And where does it go when he's not? <laughs> And why didn't, if there is a God, this would have been a perfect time to give an animal a pouch. Yes. Why did a kangaroo in the warmest (gasps) weather get a pouch? Give penguins a pouch. Give penguins a pouch. pouch. Give penguins penguins a pouch. Wait, say it in in sync with me. Give. Give penguins a pouch. A pouch. Give penguins. Stop giving kangaroos a pouch. Stop the giving penguins. Pang- it. It's warm in Australia. Give penguins a pouch. Give <laughs> penguins a pouch. <laughs> Wait, Thomas just got, told us. Oh some, yeah, uh, give us some information. I'm sorry, I got really worked up there. I know. Okay. Penguins do not have penises. <laughs> <laughs> so there is no way we could have known this for the rest of your lives. That's why there's not a single. Picture of a penguin penis. <laughs> oh, oh boy. So I okay. can't wait to see what gets uploaded online. Penguins do not have penises. Both sexes have orifices called, go on, you say it. Cloacas? That are used both for reproduction and for waste. Whoa. Wow, they need to start communicating with the rest of the world because they're doing things wrong. (laughs) They're doing it the hard way. Yeah. I think we all learned something there. From non-existent animal parts to non-existent animals, this next clip involves Cheryl trying to figure out how Sasquatches are made from our episode on the Hulu docuseries Sasquatch. Okay, this is going to sound horrible. Mm -hmm. No, I don't even want to say it because that's weird. Say it. Ugh. What if a human and a bear had a baby? Would it be Why a Sasquatch? Why a bear? Well, because they... Oh, instead of like a gorilla? Yeah. I mean, just because a bear is so big and lives in that area. Uh-huh. But I don't know what lady is having sex with a bear. <laughs> What lady is going to have sex with a bear? Or or a man. (laughs) It could be a man had sex with a bear. Oh. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, Cheryl. (laughs) What lady is going to have sex with a bear? Oh, my God. That makes so much more sense. (laughs) I was just thinking. She's out there flirting. Trying to get his attention. Hello. Oh my god! And first of all, oh god, that he's going to have sex with her and not kill her. I know. Well, that's and then she's gonna walk around for nine months carrying a bear, a baby baby cub, a a baby Sasquatch. 
You're right. It makes and more then go sense. Deliver it. Where in the hospital or out in the, out in the woods? Oh my think, gosh! Bob, if you're walking up on that love scene. I do like the courtship that would happen. <laughs> Hello, Mister Bear. Are you interested in any of this? She gets. She puts on a short skirt and. High heels, puts on makeup, and (laughs) does her hair, puts on some pantyhose. I don't know how to get ready for a bear encounter. Okay. In Tig and Cheryl's episode on framing Britney Spears, our hosts learned that Britney once had a lawyer whose last name reminded them of another legendary singer, and Tig and Cheryl both had stories to tell. Would you not hire... An attorney named Mr. Streisand? Mr. Streisand? I guess I would, but I would always laugh every time I said it. I don't know why. I feel like there's only one Streisand. There's not. (laughs) I'm sure there are lots of Streisands out there. In fact, she has a son. Barbara? Babs. You think his last name is Streisand? I don't know. (laughs) Well, she came from some Streisands, right? Yeah, I'm sure there are other Streisands. But you feel like... Her whole family, she's the end of the family tree. That was the I think last she's the Streisand. one and only. Okay. She's the one. And you know, she came to my house for game night once. Have I told you that? No. Yeah, I was throwing a party for my friend. She oh, was... I guess we're going to hear this story. <laughs> well, I was just throwing a party for my friend who, uh, you know, she's one of those people that's like, I know exactly what I want at this party. So why don't I just do it for you? Which I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. So all I'm doing is saying you can, everybody can come to the house. But so she had control over, you know, who was invited and this and that. And she was like, Barbara's coming. And I was like, oh, okay, Barbara who? And she's like, "Uh, Barbara Streisand. Were you thinking Barbara Bush? (laughs) I think. She should have said Babs is coming. Mm, Then that would have been clear. Then you know. So I was like, okay, fine. I thought, mm-hmm. of course, she's not coming to play running charades. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, she shows up. And I'm like, uh, hey, we have a taco truck. Could, <laughs> could, could we get you a taco? And she's like, I would love one. What kind? I was like, whatever you want. There, there's chicken, beef, or um, pork. And she's like, I'll take the pork. Which I thought was interesting. Um, and I was like, wow, uh, okay. And then later she said it was one of the most delicious tacos she's ever had. Cheryl, that is, <laughs> is, that, is one a- of the greatest stories. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I just want I to- hope you keep that fresh in your story Rolodex. <laughs> I'm just saying it because she was very down to earth in a way that uh, I did not. She expect. ordered pork tacos. <laughs> well, I thought if I said there's a taco truck that she'd be like, no, thank you. Shut it down. No, thank you. I'm Babs. <laughs> I don't eat. So- I don't eat from a taco truck. That's what I was, was expecting. And she was quite the opposite. And <laughs> we, couldn't she- pry, we couldn't pry her from that taco <laughs> truck. Babs, get off the pork. <laughs> Um, Stephanie and I went and saw her in concert Mm. and she ended um, one of her songs with you bet your ass (laughs) she finished the song like the the, like the last word that came out of her mouth in the song 
was ass. Finished. And then, you bet your ass! <laughs> we laughed so hard. In fact, Stephanie posted it on Instagram. But um, we were also fascinated because her concert seems to be completely scripted. Oh. Her banter in between songs. She had a teleprompter. Oh. And she was reading between what? songs. Hey, really, Orlando. Yeah. It's good yeah. to be here. Exactly. I mean, I hate to toot my own horn, but back to me for a second. <laughs> I wish you had a different horn. I really wish you had a different horn. That is like a weird clown horn. Okay. Forget I said that, but... Then Barbara invite, invited me over to her house for dinner. Okay. And oh, the story continues. <laughs> Wait, was she serving pork? <laughs> no, I think it was fish. But one thing that I thought was very, I didn't know this about her, but maybe you do. She has a lot of dolls. Do you know this? <laughs> I did not know this. So when you walk into her house, there yeah. are dolls everywhere, like on her stairs. They're I have the dog. same thing. <laughs> what would you think if you came over to my house and I had a gigantic doll collection? I would be like, uh-huh. Yeah, okay, like, that makes Stephanie sense. Stephanie left me. I've been drinking and I've, yeah, but I got I've these been dolls. on Amazon. <laughs> online shopping. And I, have, I have dolls. But anyway, that I thought people might want to know that about Barbara. She, that you bet your ass! <laughs> She's down the earth, and she has a lot of dolls. <laughs> a common theme on True Story is that the documentaries often tie back to Florida in surprising ways, Cheryl's home state. While there have been many memorable Florida moments on the show, this story about Cheryl getting disciplined as a child may go down as the most Florida of them all. I stuck my tongue out at my mom once when I was, I mean, I was pretty old. I was like... 10. What a nerd. Well, in truth, it was behind her back. I didn't oh. I didn't do it to her Even face. Even nerdier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my well, gosh. I thought I was. But she, uh, she put Tabasco sauce on my tongue and then made me say my name and my address three times. Is that normal? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying getting drunk. I feel drunk. like. That time period is normally just like you just got kicked and hit across the room or That's something. That's true. Yeah. My mom was but creative. Like, Tabasco sauce and tell me your address three times. <laughs> Cracky. Cracky was being creative. My mother used to send me to my room and she couldn't handle it. That was it? Well, I'm saying like when she would send me to my room... She would come in and she'd be like, oh, sweetie, I like she just couldn't even deal with it. Oh. She couldn't deal with it. It was too. It was too. She, could, she was she just like, take just, it to the next sweetie, level. don't just please oh. don't do it. Please don't say please. I don't want you in your bedroom. That's, oh. This isn't what I this want. Too hard for you. Oh, please just come out of your room. But just don't say that again. You know, is that kind of... Yeah, that's very sweet. My mom would spank us with a um, flip-flop. 
Which Oh, Florida. <laughs> by the way. I mean, I got you, spanked you, when I was little. I'm just saying like when yeah. I was older. When you, you were know. older. Yeah. But being spanked with a flip-flop, it's um Trashy. It, you can barely feel it, but we all sort of had a pact like nobody tell mom you can't feel it with a flip-flop. <laughs> also, by, the, is... by the time it <laughs> It is very Florida. It's so trashy Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm going to take off this rubber. It's like, I'm going to suffocate shoe. you with a tube top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the things that define us. I'm going to wash your mouth out with margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> with rum. Uh, Come here, with little rum. girl. I'm going to wash your mouth out with rum. I'm going to spank you with a flip-flop, then wash your mouth out with rum and just suffocate you with a tube top. I mean, to this day, I do like flip-flops and I like spicy food. So I don't know what that means. Nothing. means nothing. Oh. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of True Story is Happily Ever Afterthoughts, where Tig and Cheryl talk about two things, who they were attracted to in the documentary, and whether they cried. The discussion got heated at the end of the Hands on a Hard Body episode, a documentary where small-town folks competed to win a pickup truck by being the last person awake and touching the truck for hours on end. For added context, at this point in the podcast, Cheryl hadn't cried at a documentary in months, including after watching Tig's own very emotional Netflix documentary a few weeks earlier. Did you cry? No. Did you? You did? I did. (gasps) I did. You are the weirdest person. But it's the same reason why I cry when I'm watching Dancing with the Stars because they were trying so hard. Are you crying and now? I'm thinking about it. But can I just tell you, when JD won, uh-huh. first of all, he one of the first things he did was he went over and hugged Norma uh-huh. and talked to her in her ear, and it was just so sweet. And then... Now I might cry. Oh and then when my they gave him the gosh. Truck. I cannot believe. <laughs> when they, okay. When they gave him the truck. Just so the people at home know, do? Cheryl is waving <laughs> her hand uh, uh, in front of her eyes to dry them out because she's getting teared up. This is incredible. Go ahead. I don't want to break down. <laughs> what did he do when he got that truck? After standing there for 78 hours, what did he do when they gave him the keys to the truck? I I can't even answer this. That made you cry? Tig! He gave it to his wife. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That is great and fine that he gave it to his wife, but he also lives there. He's going to be driving that thing. It's not like he gave it away to one of the other contestants. He did. He he gave it away. And it had the kind of seat that she wanted. She wanted a truck with a bench seat, and it had it. And he, he... he can't feel his feet. He can't feel his legs. He hasn't eaten in three, four days. He hasn't slept. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason he did this was, for was to give it to her. 
No, he knew he was getting a new truck too. Tig. I bet you if we if we write her, if we get in touch oh with my her, God. she's gonna be like, he took that truck and he drove that around town. I never oh, got to sit geez. in that thing. <laughs> my God. You, my friend, are heartless. You're heartless. And you missed the whole You haven't cried you missed the for whole how message. many episodes? <laughs> for like twenty episodes, you haven't shed a tear, even when your dear friend Tig was dying. You don't care. You're just like, I was just curious. Of course I care. No, you, you care, but like you also care that you hope that I don't get hit by a car or something. But you... Right. It doesn't make me cry. It wouldn't make you cry if I got hit by a car? No, I'm not going to sit around every day and cry hoping I'm that you won't get hit every by a car. Day. I'm saying if somebody called you, let's say Stephanie calls you tomorrow and said yeah. Tig was hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you die? Yeah, I died. I mean, even when somebody dies, sometimes it takes a, a minute to process it. Would you at any point cry if I was dead? <laughs> oh my god. No. The answer is no. I would have to be I'm on sure, hands I'm on a sure hard body and I would have to stand there for four days and eat tuna fish out of a can and <laughs> peanut butter out of a tub. And I'd have to chain smoke, and then I'd have to give the dune buggy to Stephanie. Yes. Yes, that would be, I mean, that would get me. And finally, it wouldn't be true story without some true fan mail from our Snurkbulls. But why are they called Snurkbulls in the first place? This fan mail comes from Tig and Cheryl's Lula Rich episode, and it sparked the birth of the term Snurkbull. Oh, this is a five-star review from S-N-K-R-B-O-I. Snurkable? <laughs> Say it again. Snurkable? <laughs> Say it. Snurkable? <laughs> Could that be a word? Snurkable. <laughs> it might be snurk boy. It might be snurk boy. <laughs> Snurkmole. Hey, Snurkmole. Hey. <laughs> Come on, Cheryl. Hey, 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 hey Snurkmole. Hey. Listen, by the way, I'm sorry if that's your name and, and I'm mispronouncing it. Or even if you're pronouncing it correctly, you should apologize. <laughs> you're crying laughing. Oh, gosh. I think if this person has made up their name, I encourage other people to, to make up Funny names. Names with very few um, vowels. Vowels. <laughs> um, snorkable. <laughs> okay. This is entitled Dribble. <laughs> Hands down, some of the best dribble out there. I find myself cracking up along with Tig and Cheryl regularly. Give the pod a listen. Oh, thank you, Snorkle. Oh, Snorkle. Okay. If you want to hear Cheryl laugh this hard, make up a funnier name than Snurkmole. <laughs> I am oh, I am very immature. Okay. By way of explanation, here's a little snippet right after the episode ended where I shared my interpretation of Snurkmole with Cheryl. I mean, do you think that's a person's name or is that just like his email address? I thought something? it was Sneaker Boy. That was my guess. <laughs> 
Snorkel. But at least we got snorkel out of it. <laughs> oh my god. He's not even gonna know who we're talking about. <laughs> oh my god. Snorkel. Well, that's it for today's episode. If you're a fan of True Story, tell a friend. You can always point them to this best of compilation as a crash course on the podcast, or just recommend your favorite episode. And thank you for listening to the show. It's so fun to make, and it couldn't exist without you listening week after week. I'm going to go back to muting my microphone and laughing in the background, but before I say goodbye, a quick bit of trivia. The first episode of the podcast we ever recorded back in 2020 was actually released as the sixth episode in our feed, Metallica, Some Kind of Monster. It was at the end of this recording that Tig spontaneously asked Cheryl the question that now signs off every episode of True Story. I'll be the first one to say that I hope the answer is always yes. Here's a clip. Well, Cheryl, um, should we do this again? Tig. Yes. I think we should. Let's do it. Let's do it. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabby Kobasich, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>